This is the We Spin Recipes podcast with Andrew Apanov. Hello, hello everyone, Andrew Apanov here with a new edition of the We Spin Recipes podcast. Last weekend, as I told you on the previous episodes, I was a dance fan in the Netherlands and uh, there I had a chance to meet and talk to today's guest, Sebastian Hoot, who hosted a talk on entrepreneurship. I was a speaker on the same Business of Music stage at the summit, uh, in fact, and uh, I talked about the subscription business model for artists. So just mentioning this quickly in case you want to learn more on this theme, just hit me up via email. But meeting Sebastian was extremely exciting. He's he's amazing. And uh, just to give you a quick background, he's uh, a widely recognized Dutch entrepreneur who literally redesigned his whole life after a massive burnout several years ago, uh, which he experienced after working on his businesses for almost 20 hours a day for 15 years. Sebastian sold all his companies eventually, many of them were very successful in the country by the way, gave his profits to charities and started traveling the world. He's met over 500 successful and inspiring people to learn their tactics and, and methods. As the result, he created a canvas for living a healthy entrepreneurial life, as he calls it, and started teaching it to to other leaders uh, and entrepreneurs. Simultaneously, he followed his longtime passion for music and started a professional DJ career. So he's doing fairly well in that area too, uh, after just around 18 months working just on his music career applying all his knowledge uh, to to that area. So th- it's pretty exciting. Uh, I won't reveal more for now though. Please listen to the interview in full. It will surely inspire you. And even for we covered only some of the aspects of his model, this recording is packed with actionable advice. And a side technical remark before we get there. I've done dozens of video interviews at conferences, but only recently started recording audio only conversations for this podcast and also it's kind of a no-brainer i'm still getting used to the fact that a quiet environment is is so much more important when it's audio and not video we recorded these chats in uh, the artist launch uh, probably the most quiet place in the overall extremely noisy dance fair but there is still quite some noise in the background as you will hear uh please be with us here i'll try to improve on future events or records um, podcast ad. And if you're new to the podcast, please be sure to subscribe to it on iTunes, SoundCloud, so your favorite podcasting app. You can find the link and see how to claim a cool free postcard from us at getacard.wispin.co. And now, here we go, an interview with Sebastian Huft. Hello, and thank you for agreeing to be on my show. And uh, do you mind a quick intro and a bit of a background on, on yourself, keeping it maybe focusing on, on what you are, you are doing these days. I'm glad you invited me. My name is Sebastian Hooft, and over the last 15 years, I founded over 20 companies. In 2009, I experienced a life changer. Uh, I ended up in the hospital, and I can still remember you know, waking up in a white room and thinking that my life had changed. It took me about uh, nine months to get out of the hospital. And what I did after that, I sold my businesses, gave the profits to charity, and I started traveling the world. 
Finding out why I could have been so successful in uh, 15 years of entrepreneurship and why I ended up in the hospital and totally destroyed myself in a couple of months. So what I learned talking to over 500 entrepreneurs in 15 countries over three continents is that there is a canvas for top entrepreneurship. I started talking about this canvas uh, at universities and on stages at startup events and I became uh, a startup mentor. While mentoring startups, I often got the question like, what is it that you really love to do and what are you good at? And besides talking about entrepreneurship, I did some soul searching and I found out in my, in my, in my youth, I used to run a mixtape business. So I used to make mixtapes in my, uh, my room at my parents' uh, house and sell them on the schoolyard. At the same time, I was doing this soul searching. I met two guys that were running a DJ school in Amsterdam. And we did a barter deal in where they taught me the modern techniques of DJing. And I helped them redesign their business. And after a couple of months of DJing in their classrooms, I made a decision to go pro again. So for the last 18 months, I've been building my DJ career. I've started producing music. And over the last couple of months, I've been playing in uh, some pretty big clubs in Amsterdam. I've did a tour in West Asia. I do a radio show on National Dutch Radio. And uh, today I'm talking at Dance Fair about entrepreneurship in the dance industry. I have to say that it's fascinating. I mean, your whole story with uh, reimagining your life alone and also the fact that you built your digital career pretty successful already within 18 months. I can imagine you've been treating your digital career right now as a startup in a way. So you've been applying all your knowledge to build your, your brands, right? If you look at entrepreneurship, then ent entrepreneurship could be seen as a skill set, set of skills. And what I do, I use those skills, you know, the entrepreneurial skills, on my DJ career. And if you look at your entrepreneurial skills, you can divide them in five facets. The first one is your idea. It's what you do. The second one is your team. It's who you do it with. And the third one is your planning. Are you able to push things forward? The fourth facet are your resources. Do you have what it takes to be successful? And do you also know what you don't have and do you know where to get it? And the fifth element is your health. Are you capable of measuring where you're going to and are you able to act upon those statistics? Yeah. Uh, so my question here, you've talked to quite a few musicians, I imagine, and DJs, not just uh, business owners. So what, uh, from these five things that you mentioned, what, where artists suffer the most from your experience? What do you think? It's important to realize that each artist is an entrepreneur. If you like it or not, you're an entrepreneur. So I don't treat artists different than any other entrepreneur. I just teach them the skill sets. And if you look at artists, you see that artists are most of the time not able to balance their time over the five facets. Most of the time, they look at their idea. They look at what they do, what they do, like their DJing skills, their producer skills, they're busy making music. And then all the four other facets, they tend to forget about it. 
So they're not building a team. They're not actively planning their career. They don't really know what they have that makes them successful. And they're certainly not measuring what they're doing. So what I do, I, I talk to entrepreneurs and artists about how to balance your day over those five facets. And of course, your idea is really important. But for me, as a mentor on entrepreneurship, I tend to steer away from uh, the idea because the idea most time is so much in the picture that it's not necessary to focus on that. Most of the times we talk about, the first thing we talk about is your team. Like how do you build a team around your career? Because most artists, when they start, they really don't have a budget. Sometimes have to, you know, work or go to school. So they, they lack time and they don't know the right people to bring them to the places where they want to be. So they're like on three important topics, they lack resources, time, money, and people. And the first thing we do is look at people. We'll build a team around the artist. We'll try to find a mentor team in where experts in a specific field will help the artist for free. Yeah, and can you give some, some examples of what kind of uh, team members you would uh, be looking into acquiring somehow in the first place? You, you mentioned mentorship, so some business, uh, music business roles also? It depends on, uh, there's like two different phases. The first phase is where you want to be a DJ or a producer but you don't have any traction going on. So you're, you're working hard, maybe you're playing at parties of friends or you know, you're, you're producing music, but it isn't really being downloaded. Record labels aren't really interesting. Then the first step would be to build a group of mentors around your career. The other phase is where you do have traction. It's where you put a, a track out there and instantly people pick it up. You get phone calls from labels, that they want to release your music and clubs start sending you emails you know, if you want to come and play your hit at their venue. Like that, that's when you have traction going on. Like in the, in, in the phase where you as an artist have to push things forward, you kind of lack the budget and the traction to really build a team around you which you can pay to do stuff for you. So you need to go to mentors. So try to find people in your direct environment which who can help you Uh, solve specific issues. So the mentors need to be experts on a specific field. So for instance, take your DJing skills. You can always find somebody who is a way better DJ than you and just one hour a month, pick their brain. If you look at your socials, you for sure can find somebody who runs an agency in managing uh, social channels and make a deal in where you say like, hey, can I pick your brain like once a month? And uh, when you throw your office party, I'll come in and DJ for your stuff. So, so you don't even imply that you have to pay for these things if you network actively and you find the right people, you may agree on something where you don't necessarily pay, especially if you're on a low budget at this moment, right? If you pay your mentor, it's a consultant. There's also a distinction between mentors and coaches. A mentor is an expert in a field and you approach your mentor and you ask the questions. Coach is somebody who proactively manages a specific topic. A coach comes to you and helps you further. It's a totally different approach, but sometimes they mix up the mentoring and coaching uh, uh, terms. Yeah, from like, my experience, it, it happens sometimes. <laughs> but you're, you're looking for mentors. Like I have a mentor team of eight mentors. I've put them in a WhatsApp group 
And in the WhatsApp group, I manage those mentors. I connect them to each other and I provide them value in the mentor group by connecting them and giving them info about my career and where they can help me reach my goals. I've been to your blog recently and I've seen you, you, you did a post about WhatsApp group on, uh, for mentors, right? If, if you go to my blog, you see like really actionable, solid advice on how to build your career. And it's really actionable. You can today open a WhatsApp group. It's free. WhatsApp is for free. Opening a group is free. And putting me or even you or your other mentors in the group, it's also free. The only thing you have to think about is how are you going to make a group where people want to be participating in helping you? And that's something you really have to think about. It's like, why would somebody want to be your mentor? Some practical tips for artists. Right now, you mentioned doing something for them if they need a party, for example, in your DJ, but any other ideas? Well, for me, for instance, I don't have to play at parties. People want to be in my group because they see me as a thought leader on entrepreneurship. So they want to be connected to me. So for me, that's the value I provide for the mentors to be connected to me. Yeah, I mean, for it may be a bit of a challenge for up-and-coming artists who doesn't have uh, like a name yet, let's say. But I'm pretty sure everyone can be creative and come up with something. And I've seen that the most persistent artists, if they ask the right questions and if they approach me or some other specialists, I've seen the right way. I mean, it's cool to deliver something for them for free just because... I like what they do and I like their approach. So I guess sometimes it's not even a bad thing. It's just finding the right way to connect with a person. So they want to help you and then you will deliver some value to them. So is it something that just using your networking skills, in other words, to find mentors, it can be enough? How do you think? You need to target specific people with specific knowledge. But it's important that you always ask yourself the question, what do I have to offer my mentor? It could be that you have such an interesting mentor group that other mentors want to be part of it. Like in my group are top lawyers, managers, one of the biggest resellers of Pioneer DJ gear is in there. Everybody wants to be connected to those people. So entering my mentor group is like a really good like, place to be because there's a lot of knowledge going around and the people in there are experts in the industry and are recognized as thought leaders. If you can build such a group, then you have no, you know, it will be really easy, like when you need another mentor on a specific uh, area to get them in, into the group, just to be into the group. But if you're uh, an upcoming producer and uh, you're still studying and you're at school and you, you know, you're, n- you're not a thought leader yet, maybe you need to think creative and offer other things. No, uh, you, you, you answered this question perfectly because if you have a friend who is uh, an owner of a label or whatever, someone who is recognized in the industry, then you may attract other mentors and other people just by showing who is already in the group and this will be social proof and the value on its own. So basically that's it. So it, you can build the value in the group itself. Okay, so we talked about the team building. You just mentioned quite a few other things related to entrepreneurship and I do like that you don't put any kind of make any difference between uh, an artist and entrepreneur because it's essentially the same thing any musician these days is uh, is like a business owner or a startup owner. So we talked about team building. 
maybe switch to some of the other topics that you've got or you, you that you've mentioned there yeah we still have planning resources and health uh, left and planning is uh, the achilles heel of most artists when i talk to artists most of them don't really have a planning and that's funny because they are trying to build this professional career in the music industry but they don't have a clue where they're coming from where they currently stand and where they're going to and the first thing you, you'd want to do is make a planning in where you Look at what you've already done. Mm-hmm. Look at where you're currently at and try to describe where you want to go to. And I recommend, like, if you make a planning, do it online and share all that info with your mentor team, with your partners, with everyone you know. Just make it like in a public open folder on Dropbox or Google Drive and try to involve everyone in your planning and try to get as much feedback as possible on your planning. So get as much eyes and hands on your planning so everyone can help you push your planning forward. And one of the tools that is really suited to make an efficient planning is the business model canvas. If you Google on business model canvas, you end up at YouTube videos where they explain how to do it. And you can download the canvas for free from various websites. And it enables you to make a model in where you understand, first of all, where your money is coming from, where your money goes to, and what needs to be done to get that cash flow you know, through, up and running through your business. It teaches you who your partners are. It teaches you who your channels are. It teaches you who your customers are. And it gives you insight in like the bottlenecks in what you're currently doing. So, for instance, if you uh, want to do a lot of shows, maybe you need really good music to play on these shows. But producing really good music costs a lot of money. So, shows generate money. How do you solve that issue? The answer comes from your business model canvas. And the only one that can really make your canvas is yourself. And the only one that can find those issues and solve them is also you. So it needs to be you that's making the canvas. Another important tool you need to use is your roadmap. Make a roadmap from week to week and describe what is happening from week to week. Which week are you going to release a single? In which week are you going to release an album? In which week are you going to do a blog post, a video, whatever? It needs to be a roadmap you can share with everyone involved in your career. It needs to give you insight in what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how you're doing it. And if you go to my website, you can find uh, in the footer, you can find a link to my roadmap. And uh, you're invited to copy my roadmap and use it for your own benefits. And it, it will give you insight in where you're going to. I use a lot of lists. So whenever I find a blog in where a blogger or an expert makes a list, so like a friend of mine, uh, Dennis Doolan, he made this list. And the name of the list is what the DJ needs to do. And it's about 120 points, what you need to do. And it varies from uh, leaking your MP3s to bloggers and news websites and radio channels to have your own 24-7 radio station to have a digital content strategy. And I just the list in a spreadsheet and I keep tagging all the items on the list until the list is done and I look at those lists every week every week I'm confronted 
with what I haven't done yet. It's also important to measure your digital maturity level. Putting music out there, putting DJ sets out there has to do with content. And 99.9% of the content nowadays is digital. So you need a digital content strategy and you need to measure your maturity level. There are five levels. You can also find them in a folder on my website. And when you see the five levels, it's important to place your, yourself somewhere, you know, on the position one to five. And you have to consistently work in going from level one to two to three to four to five. If you look at level five, you end up with artists like Rihanna or Michael Jackson or, you know, the big artists. And probably most people listening to this podcast are on level one. How to get from level one to five? Or even three or four, it will be enough for most artists, I would say, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd say always uh, try to go to level five. In your planning, you need to keep momentum. So when you have momentum, it's your role as the CEO of your career to maintain momentum. So always try to go to the next level. And if you're on level five, trust me, Rihanna is trying to go to level six. And if there's no level six, she will invent it because that's her role as a CEO of Rihanna's career is to go to the next level. I got your point. Yes, I fully agree. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, first of all, I just as a reminder, all the links that you mentioned are in the show notes. So I just know to the listeners. So it's easy to find all these resources that you're referring to. So I want those artists who are listening to us right now also to not freak out when they hear like the music business canvas and so on. It's not as difficult to learn as it may sound to those who are new to it because you can learn all of this stuff and create lists and uh, a content calendar and roadmap just like an a tech startup would do it. I really like that point. So it's all all achievable. So it's once again coming back to this idea that you all musicians are entrepreneurs. There is no excuse not to do these things. This is one of the themes that I hear in what you are talking. So musicians sometimes refer to themselves as like creatives and they don't care about planning and taking care of all these five elements that you've outlined, but they just have to, just as pretty much everyone. I think that we may not talk about the health element way too much. It's extremely important. We just released a course about uh, productivity, smart productivity for musicians by ReSounds and Wispin, which talks just about that, how musicians can take care of themselves. It's very important. But maybe there was a fourth part which we haven't covered, I think. You're talking about resources, and resources yeah. is... Is, is an understanding of what you have that uh, it takes to be successful, also an understanding of what you don't have. So you, as the CEO of your career, need to f- go get those resources you need to be successful. So when we talk about your uh, career, if you talk about doing all those things we're talking about in this podcast, you can also decide not to do it. But then you need one specific important resource, a hit. If you make a hit, Scooter Brown will call you and ask you, you know, if he could manage you and you just give him your bank account number and he will transfer millions and millions of uh, US dollars to your bank account. If you can do that, if you can do that, I would recommend making a hit. If you're not guaranteed of making a hit, do all the other stuff we're talking about in this podcast. Because building your music career is hard work. It's 24-7 entrepreneurship. Because you don't only need to do all the stuff 
I mentioned in this podcast, you also need to be a musician, a DJ, an artist. And that's also really important. But all that stuff is under the facet idea. And all the other four facets are just in, as important as your idea facet. Resources is an understanding of what you have to be successful. And you need to be a go-getter and go get those resources you don't have. Well-sought resource is uh, money. You also mentioned people and time. But money is the thing most people talk about for hours and hours and hours. If I had the money, I would do this and this and that. And in able to get money, you need either cash flow or investors. Or you need to take your career seriously and start making money with what you do. And for that, your resource people becomes important. And that's why we, we talked about building a great team. You need people as a resource, and it's your role to find experts and to have a clear strategy on what kind of people you want to invite in your team. And if you look at time, time could be the Achilles heel in your planning because time is not scalable. You only have 24 hours a day. Of those 24 hours, you also need to sleep, be with your friends, relax a bit, go to the gym. So it doesn't leave a lot of time to do all this entrepreneurial stuff. So time is your most valuable resource. There's nothing more important than time. So learn to say no. Learn to say no to things that keep you from building your career. Learn to say no to people you don't want to have on your team, even if they're, they're like experts. or like If you meet this booking agent and uh, he has like the biggest agency and he can get you the best deals, but he's not a nice person. Learn to say no, because you don't want to waste your time on people that are not nice persons. So learning to say no is the most important thing to protect your most valuable resource, and that's time. Yeah. Do you, uh, just, you, you just remind about that. Uh, do you agree with Dirk Siva's approach to this? It's either hell yes or no. <laughs> yeah, well, hell yes is really... Like, your enthusiasm is going to define, like, it's going to build a culture around you. And the more enthusiastic you are, and the more... Like, like a simple rule is, like, always be on time. Because if you're not on time, why should your team be on time? So... I agree with uh, like being the best you can be strategy and I agree with like saying no to stuff. Like uh, today we're here at Dance Fair. Both days I'm at Demo Drop. So pro- producers, and most, of them, most of them are like emerging producers, young guys and girls who produce like their first track. They can drop their demo at professional labels. I run a label which makes really positive songs you can listen in your car or on your phone or maybe on SoundCloud. But like nine out of 10 demos they let me listen to is like really strong EDM or urban or whatever. It doesn't fit the style of my label. So these people need to learn to say no. Even though there's a label you could go to and drop your demo, say no because the label doesn't want your music. It's a waste of time not only for the label, but also for you as a person. You could better be in bed, sleeping and resting, than talking to a label that doesn't want your music. Yeah, that's a really good point. So doing, investing some time and doing some research may be so much worth it for you in the long run and may actually save you time, as you just outlined. What do you feel about the, I mean, it's just completely random, but overall looking into the crowd that uh, comes here to Music Fair and Dance Fair, 
the kids, uh, the the producers. Do you find the dance scene healthy these days overall? How do you feel about the quality of music you hear? Maybe is the DJ going for demos that are sent to you on a regular basis? From an entrepreneurial perspective, we need an ecosystem, entrepreneurial ecosystem around the dance industry. And to build a successful ecosystem, you need events. You need a lot of events. You need people talking to each other. And dance fair is the most important event in the Netherlands for DJs and producers. Dance fair is more important than ADE because local guys and girls can talk to local guys and girls. And we even have an international crowd at dance fair so that that like spices up things, but it's local DJs and producers talking to local DJs and producers. And there are really a lot of them here. So dance fair is really important for the industry. And we should have a lot of more activity because if you look at the ecosystem for uh, the dance industry, even in the Netherlands, it's underdeveloped. It's shattered around the country. The different pillars in the dance industry aren't really communicating with each other. So Dance Fair is the first initiative that really connects the full industry with the full industry. That's a good point. And so it feels also like this production direction is developed more than some of the other music market and music business and uh, different uh, ways to explain how to build a proper brand and so on. So these feels like this direction is underdeveloped, not just in the Netherlands, but all across the world. So, so many educational resources on how to produce music or DJ, but not quite enough on how to get the rest of like the four other elements that you talked about covered. It's a question I, I ask sometimes coaches and mentors like you, do you find it difficult to explain to musicians that they need this kind of knowledge? So it's a really good question. Imagine being a young kid, 16 years old. You've been in your bedroom producing this one track for six months. Like every every single minute you can spare, you put into your production. And then today it's dance fair and your mother drives you to dance fair. And you walk into this like big floor and everything is going on and it's really you know you, you can feel like you can feel it in your throat and your your heart is pumping and then you walk to the agenda and you can choose between hardwell giving you a seminar on how to improve that track or sebastian hooft who's going to teach you how to be more entrepreneurial what would you choose the kids that choose hardwell they will go back to their bedroom and work on their track The kids that choose me, they will go home and they will start building their career. And I think the chances of ending up on the same stage as Hardwell is today are higher when you visit my talk than you would visit Hardwell's talk. But I fully understand that you want to see Hardwell. That's perfect. I really like that. Okay, so just to, uh, I guess, wrap it up somehow, I mean, there's just a billion of questions that I would like to ask you, but uh, just to keep it focused and to, since we're linking to your blog and all your resources, so our listeners can check it all out. But can you recommend uh, an additional resource or a couple, like a book, maybe not directly about the music business, but something that you think could help and not is listening to us to improve 
their career, maybe something that you've read recently, or maybe your top recommendation on yeah, a couple of books that you would recommend reading a musician to improve their career as, as an artist? I can recommend you from an entrepreneurial perspective to Google on Startup Weekend. Google on Startup Weekend and visit the first startup weekend that's in your area. You will learn so much about entrepreneurship. And my second advice is what I always tell at the end of a talk to students or startup entrepreneurs is only take entrepreneurial advice from someone that has been in a startup. Yeah, that's a great one. Thank you so much. It was great. You're welcome. Don't forget, we have all the links to Sebastian's key web properties and the resources he's mentioned in the show notes at wispin.co forward slash WSR60. Gosh, it's 60th episode already. Pretty insane. So check it out and share your thoughts and ask questions in the comments on SoundCloud, on Twitter. I'm Meta Andrew there. Sebastian is Sebastian Hoot. The link is also in the show notes. Thank you so much and till next time. You have been listening to the We Spin Recipes podcast. Learn how we can help you improve your music career at wespin12.com. We Spin12.